Watching a show about the magic of friendship And while doing so, discovering for themselves Friendship is truly magic Never fake or phony Not your average cronies They might be bronies They might be bronies They might be bronies They might be bronies If you're not offended, easily join Matt and Mikey kind of special episode of they might be bronies i guess we shouldn't say welcome to another episode because it's different than your average episode yes um this is kind of a bonus episode that we're putting out um which is why this is awkward so yeah yeah let's just bask in it let's be awkward it's okay it's all good i like awkward uh, awkward's all right we're here for a reason the reason being that if y'all remember a while back i on one of the episodes i said that i'll write a like 10 page fanfic if someone decided to commission me for it, I don't care what it is, I'll write one. And uh, I said that back when we didn't really have that many listeners. Yeah. And now we have a lot more listeners. And uh, back when it's like, nobody's going to listen. <laughs> nobody's going to fucking want us to do this. Yeah, exactly. And, and that kind of came to bite me in the ass because out of nowhere, someone in the Discord was like, yo, I want this. I want a Granny Smith Mikey fanfic. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I, I said I'd do it. Here we go. And, um, then I sat down and started writing it, dude. Well, I finished it. Yeah. And I like fucking, I had so much fun writing about you and Granny Smith. Uh, I had a lot well, it's, of fun. It's not just, reading. it's a story. It, 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 it cumulates, 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 cumulates yeah. in you and Granny Smith. It, it's a story of Mikey, really. Yeah. Is what it's about. And uh, I just had so much fun. It made me so giddy writing this stupid story that um, I, I reached out to the person in the Discord and I was like, yo. Can I record this and put it out as a bonus episode? Because <laughs> um, it it made me laugh. So yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, I was really excited because it's funny and it's yeah. dumb. It's it's like dumb in a funny, in a good way. It's dumb. Be prepared. It's dumb. It's intentionally dumb. It's intentionally dumb. I wrote it bad on purpose. So yeah. you know, be ready for that. But yeah, I did it. I wrote a. Uh, uh, you wrote it bad on purpose. Bad with a ph. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, that's what you're in for this week if you decide to listen. To, well, this week, probably an extra. But that's what you're in for in this episode if you decide to fucking listen to it. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. So, th that's it. You're going to hear it in a second. Um, Matt's going to read it to you. I'm going to read it to you in a soft, sultry, sultry, sultry beautiful voice. Yeah. If um, you want to light a couple candles. Um, if you want to get, like, something light to, like, tickle yourself with as you read it. Ooh, I like that. Or you can, like, get or a... one of those remote control anal vibrators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always a way to go. You can just, like, give the remote to somebody, give the control to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, you don't even know when it's going to start going off. You, they need to make some of those that are, like, on a mobile app so that, like, someone could, like, give me the login. They're like, I'm about to listen to your fanfic, Matt, and then just give me control. And then I could just, okay, I, I know I've got a little bit of time and I'll just, I'll treat you good, you know? Matt. Matt, you're like a modern day otter. What? A tear. What? <laughs> what the fuck did you say? A, a modern day otter? A tear? It's a French word. I learned a French word and I wanted to try to use it in conversation. Well, you you, uh, you I, did it so poetically. Uh, thank you. It's <laughs> um, it's a French word. I was I was reading this thing about Wes uh, Anderson. About how like film critics call him like a modern day. Uh, I didn't look up the pronunciation of the word, a tour or something like that. Basically, it's like a director. Usually, is usually like a film director who like 
just has like complete vision and control of that vision and displaying that vision into a film. Oh, so you yep. did use that right. I thought you were talking about the furry creature. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I was. I was <laughs> it sounded like that. That at is first a nice little compliment, actually. I'm, I'll I'm take not it. French. <laughs> but yeah, you're a modern day otter, man. Oh, thanks, man. You're a modern day beaver with that fat beave. You're saying I got a big ass? Yeah. Thank you. PH ass. That's right, cake. I got cake, baby. <laughs> Uh, anyways, um, anyways, so Mikey's going to sit that dump truck right here and, uh, well, we're probably going to listen to it. We've already been through this. You read it. You liked it. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. I hope you're like you listener person listening right now, whoever you may be, hopefully magenta because you fucking inspired all of this. Uh, you, what was I talking about? Uh, you, oh, I hope you listen to this multiple times. Sorry. I got, uh, spaced for a second. Hope it makes you come twice. Yeah. Yeah. Come back. Come on the back. Someone's back. Yeah. Back to the vibrator. Come back twice. Come back more than <laughs> twice. Come back multiple times. Is that why they call you the comeback kid? Yeah. Cause I never give up. Oh, I'm a penis and penis spitting on people's backs. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking do that all the time. <laughs> all right. Y'all. We're going to, we're going to let you go and you can listen to this yeah. thing. Anyways, the episode is called a jar half full and, uh, it's going to start now, so have fun. Bye. A Jar Half Full by Matt Rodolfi. Mikey was your average kind of guy. Average height, average length, average girth, and average demeanor. Or so he believed himself to be. As well as many others that knew him. But in reality, Mikey was a little bit special. What was so special about Mikey? Well, for one, he was a grown man with a podcast about a children's cartoon. Him and his more handsome than him friend, Matt, do a podcast where they watch every episode of My Little Pony to determine if they might be bronies. But that wasn't all that was special about Mikey. Mikey also decided to learn to skateboard in his 30s. And just like most people who decide to learn to skateboard in their 30s are warned by people who don't skateboard at all, he broke something. That's right. These days, Mikey was a 30-year-old skateboarding stoner with a broken ankle and only a podcast with his very attractive friend to bring him solace. It's at this point in Mikey's life where our story begins. Matt had just left Mikey's house. They had recorded another hilarious episode of their podcast, then snuggled up to watch the episode of My Little Pony that they would be discussing the next week. It was another great episode. The main six were off on another whirlwind adventure, this time skiing in the mountains of Broken Back Mountain. It had been a month since Mikey had broken his ankle, a whole month of sitting on the couch doing nothing but masturbating, playing video games, watching movies, recording the occasional podcast with Matt, and masturbating. He was beginning to feel the veil of helplessness and futility that blanketed his life, as well as the weight of the turmoil that awareness of it brought. He wished he could go skiing with his friends. He had never been skiing before, but he always fancied he would make a decent 80s ski movie bully if he had grown up wealthy enough. 
The ever-drifting blur that was the daily toil of his pointless existence was making him wonder if he would ever get the opportunity to go skiing with his friends, or if this new life that enveloped him was all that was left of his once exciting life. As he pondered this, an alarm went off on his phone. It was the alarm he had set to remind him to take his top-tier prescription pain medication for his foot. It was starting to hurt again, and the pills were dependable when it came to dulling the pain. He opened the bottle and poured a few into his palm. But as he began putting some back, as he was only prescribed to take one, he had a thought. They really do dull the pain, he said aloud, staring at the pills in his hand for a time in consideration. Fuck it, he finally said, and took all that was in his hand, a thing that they might be bronies and all Fat Tango Productions affiliates do not condone or approve of and recognize as a bad plot point intended simply to further the story. After washing down the extra drugs, he grabbed a pre-rolled joint from his bag and lit it up. While he sat and smoked his weed in silence, his mind drifted once again to My Little Pony. He never imagined he'd be watching the show. In fact, he used to make jokes about bronies to get a laugh from his friends. But sitting here now, he couldn't help but think about just how beautiful the bond between Twilight Sparkle and her friends really was. They truly loved one another. Their friendship truly was a magical thing. He wished he had that. He loved his friends, sure, and Matt had a big penis, of course, but none of his friendships were truly like that. A single tear ran down Mikey's cheek. He put out his joint and wiped it away. What I would give to have adventures like they do, he said as he propped his foot up and laid down on the couch. He stared for some time at the ceiling fan above him in joyless contemplation as it spun. After a while, the spinning fan began to blur. Then suddenly the ceiling itself began to spin with the fan. Before he knew it, everything was black. In a very sobering instant, he realized that he was cold. He couldn't move and began to panic when the sound of distant whooshes came into focus, growing louder by the second. What's that? He heard a muffled voice say. My goodness, it looks as though they're stuck, said another. Let's see if we can help them out, said a third. With that, he felt himself being pulled harshly out of the cold that enveloped him as his vision came into focus. Standing before him were six very familiar faces. "'Y'all must have taken a right nasty fall there, feller,' said Applejack. "'Your lucky Rainbow Dash saw you when she did,' said Twilight. "'Not many ponies come down this slope. You could have been in real trouble.' "'Yeah, cause it's a quadruple diamond slope. Only the awesomest of ponies can ski it,' interjected Rainbow Dash. Mikey was dumbfounded, staring, slack-jawed at the characters from My Little Pony standing right in front of him. What the fuck? He finally said. I'm afraid I don't know that word, darling. Would you please explain your meaning? Asked Rarity. I've only heard Angel say that word, said Fluttershy. And I don't think I can repeat what it means. Sorry, 
said Mikey, thinking quickly. I just mean, uh, yeah, I crashed, that's all. It happens to the best of us, said Twilight. Would you like to join us in skiing the rest of the slope? There's safety in numbers, especially when skiing the quadruple diamond on Mount Fuego de Culo, said Pinkie Pie. You must be pretty cool to be out here by yourself, said Rainbow Dash. Mikey's cheeks flushed. Uh, thanks, he said. And I would love to ski with you, but my ankle is... He looked down at his leg as he spoke, only to see four, totally not broken, pony legs attached to skis. What the fuck? He said. What was that, dearie? asked Rarity. Oh, nothing, said Mikey. Nothing at all. I just mean to say yes. Yes, I would love to ski with you all. We're going to meet my friend Spike at the next plateau, said Twilight. We can all take a rest when we get there. Let's do it, shouted Rainbow Dash. And with that, they all leaped into action. Mikey watched the way they all started their skiing and copied best he could. To his surprise, it was working out for him. Before he knew it, he was zipping down the mountain, keeping speed with the ponies. The basics of balancing and maneuvering on the skis reminded him of skateboarding, and he found himself keeping fairly stable. As he got used to it, he became aware of the wind rushing past him. It was exhilarating. He could feel his heart racing, and a smile slowly spread around his snout, which was a realization in itself, but one he found he didn't mind in the least. He felt alive for the first time in a month. He felt more alive than he'd felt in a long time. He was having an absolute blast. Tree's coming, he heard Applejack call out. He watched as the ponies ahead of him began to swerve from side to side to avoid him. He followed suit, nervously for only a moment, then once again finding himself in bliss as he dodged one tree after another. Woohoo! He shouted out excitedly. He barely noticed it in the rushing wind, but he was aware of a single joyous tear drifting down his cheek. There's the plateau, shouted Twilight up ahead as they approached an open, flat area with a little purple dragon in the distance. He watched as one by one the ponies in front of him shifted their weight into a quick, concise stop near Spike. He followed suit as he approached and managed a passable stop of his own. My, that was quite exciting, wasn't it? said Rarity. That was more fun than shooting apples in a barrel, said Applejack. It was a little fast, said Fluttershy. I like when we were like swoosh, then we did a whoosh, and we stopped like a shouted Pinkie Pie. Oh, that was fun, exulted Mikey. Spike stepped forward. Uh, Twilight, said Spike. Who's the pony with the weird cutie mark? We met him on the way down the mountain, Spike, said Twilight. And you really shouldn't talk about some pony's cutie mark like that. Oh, sorry, said Spike. I suppose proper introductions are finally in order. My name is Twilight Sparkle. And these are my friends, Applejack, Rarity, Fluttershy, Pinkie Pie, and Rainbow Dash. Good to meet you, said Mikey. And I'm Spike, said Spike. What's your name? I'm Mikey, said Mikey. My keys are in my bags, said Pinkie Pie. What's with your cutie mark, asked Spike. My cutie mark? said Mikey, turning his neck to look at his new flank. There, on his backside, he saw the image of a jar, half filled with a white liquid. Oh, shit he said. My, you are just filled with new words today, aren't you? said Rarity. Why is your cutie mark a half-empty jar? asked Spike. It's not half-empty. If anything, it's half-full, said Pinkie Pie joyously. Is it a jar of mayonnaise? asked Applejack. Looks like a jar of clouds to me, said Rainbow Dash. Why would he have a jar of clouds if he's not a Pegasus? retorted Fluttershy. It's, uh... said Mikey flustered. It must be a potion, said Twilight. He's not a unicorn either, said Rarity. 
Looks like milk, said Spike. Really creamy, really thick milk. That's it, interrupted Mikey. It's milk. I own a milk farm in, uh, California? Oh, well, what brings you to our part of the world, Mikey? Asked Twilight. Skiing, said Mikey. Ain't there any skiing in California? Asked Applejack. Of course. I just need a change of scenery, though. A new perspective on things, said Mikey. Well, we're happy to have met you then, said Twilight. What do you think, Everypony? Should we keep heading down the mountain? Next stop is Granny Smith's cottage. We can stop there for some cider before continuing. She might have some milk, too, for you, Mikey. If you prefer, said Applejack. Uh, Let's do it, said Mikey. With that, the ponies, Spike and Mikey, all hopped down the plateau and continued their skiing adventure. Mikey was once again feeling truly and absolutely alive. Snow had begun to fall as they skied, but the cold nip he felt as they hit his face did nothing more than to add to the elation he was feeling in the moment. He once again darted through trees and swerved past snowbanks, this time feeling all the more confident from his last foray down the mountain. He closed his eyes while shooting down a straight stretch and briefly contemplated whether he was dead or in a dream that felt more real than the life he once knew. He realized it didn't matter. In this moment, he couldn't imagine a better state of being. Life was once again good. Life was once again worth living. He was at peace. That was until he heard some pony shout, jump! He opened his eyes and was overcome with fear. He was at a drop-off. With no time to react, he hit the cliff completely unprepared and went shooting off of it, flailing like a rag doll. The ground was far below him, and a tree was coming at him fast. In an instant, it was over. He had hit it at an incredible speed and was once again beneath the snow, cold, in darkness. And this time, he could feel an unsettlingly familiar pain. As the realization of what had just happened to him began to come into focus in his mind, he found his consciousness slowly slipping away. Before the breath in his lungs could climb his throat into his furry little mouth to shout out for help, his vision slipped fully into a dark, melancholy nothingness. first thing he heard when he became once again aware of himself was something he could only figure must be the voice of an angel. It was muffled at first, difficult to make out, so he strained to open his eyes. Standing above him, looking down, was a blurry figure bathed in glorious white light. The muffled voice spoke again, but he still could not make it out. But as he pulled his spirit back to the material world, he finally began to make out what was happening. Are you awake? It said. Mikey shook his head and blinked his eyes again in an attempt to force his focus back to normal form. I... I think so, he said. What happened? You hit a tree harder than a baby beaver itching to cut its teeth, the beautiful voice said. Mikey blinked again and his vision continued its creep towards normalcy. Matt, is that you? He asked in confusion. Two more half-focused forms stepped into his view, forms with voices he instantly recognized. 
I don't know anyone by that name, said Applejack. I've never heard of Matt before, but I'm sure he's absolutely gorgeous, said Rarity. Mikey shook his head and all the ponies came into focus. He is, said Mikey, though I'd never say it to his perfect face. Mikey looked about himself. He was inside somewhere, a cozy cottage from the looks of things, with heavy snow falling out the window. He was lying on a sofa, and his leg was wrapped in bandages. He tried to move it and unsurprisingly learned that it was broken. He sighed. (sighs) Mikey, this is Granny Smith. This is her cabin, said Applejack. Put her there, Sonny, said Granny Smith, forcefully shaking his hoof. Hi, said Mikey forlornly. You took a nasty fall. Luckily, we were near the cabin, said Applejack. Rainbow Dash and Applejack carried you here. It seems your leg is broken, added Rarity. The uh, nearest doctor still weighs down the hill. It'll be some time before they can get here, especially in this snowstorm, said Applejack. The others went on ahead to get help. We're going to join them. Larger groups are safer in this weather, said Rarity. But Granny Smith has graciously agreed to let you stay here until help arrives, said Applejack. Rarity and Applejack began making their way to the door. We don't mean to up and run out on you, but we really need to get a leg up on this storm if we're going to send some pony to help, said Applejack. We'll be back as soon as we can, said Rarity. With that, they dropped down their ski goggles and left into the torrent of snow that had been falling. The room was then very quiet except for the storm outside and a log burning in the fireplace. Mikey felt the weight of it all hit him suddenly. He was broken again, literally, coming from a life spent on a couch, unable to experience the adventure of the world. He had tasted the rush of life. On the slopes with the ponies, he had felt the nearly snuffed-out light within him begin to blaze again. The roar of his inner self had been once again unleashed. He had tasted the nectar of God. But here, in this quiet room, he was once again a slave to a couch. He had flown too close to the sun and was again denied the fleeting joy he so eagerly sought. A broken, discarded toy that life had tossed aside without a second thought. Pinochle? interrupted a voice. Huh? Mikey asked, startled. What are you, deaf and crippled? I asked if you want to play a game of Pinochle, said Granny Smith. Oh, sorry? No, I, I mean, maybe later. I'm feeling pretty tired, actually. I think I might sleep a little longer, if that's all right, said Mikey. Sue yourself, said Granny Smith. I've got a pinball machine in the attic. I'll be up there if you need me. Thanks, said an empty voice Mikey wasn't sure was his own. He laid his head down on the couch and let a single tear run down his cheek then closed his eyes. Mikey awoke to a delicious smell that had seeped into the tail end of his dream, which had featured Matt wearing the Vera Wang gown that Charlize Theron wore to the Academy Awards in the year 2000 and the raptor claw from the first Jurassic Park movie. He opened his eyes and inhaled deeply in consideration of what he was smelling. Mmm, are you cooking something? He asked as he sat up on the couch. Granny Smith was in the kitchen on the other side of the room, wearing nothing but an apron. She leaned over and took something out of the oven, then placed it on the countertop where Mikey could see it. Homemade apple family apple pie, made from apple family apples, she said. Mikey's stomach grumbled, and his tails wagged. Smells delicious, he said. You can have some, but first we gotta let it cool or you'll burn your tongue. Then your tongue won't be good for anything, she said. 
Granny Smith walked into the living room and sat down on a rocking chair near the couch. I reckon your mood was as sour as a lemon thief. Apple pie always does a trick when it comes to mood fixing, she said. Mikey fought back a small smile, and the two sat in silence for a moment. You mind if I ask you something? She finally said. What? I can't figure out your cutie mark. What is it? She said. Oh, that, said Mikey. It's nothing, just a half-empty jar. It's dumb. Yeah, but what's in it? She asked. I know it ain't applesauce. It's not yellow enough to be applesauce. It's a little yellow, but mostly white, but thick, like applesauce. Mikey sighed. I don't want to talk about it, said Mikey, turning away. Not much of a talker, are you, fella? She said. Mikey said nothing. Mine's an apple pie, she said, lifting her apron slightly to show him. But y'all could have figured that out. You know, I knew my late husband was the one for me the day I saw his cutie mark. What was his? Asked Mikey curiously. Same as mine, she said. Just about, at least. He had an apple pie, too, except his had a little hole in it. Mikey laughed. (laughs) Well, really? He said. That's right, she said. I sure loved him. He reminded me of him a little. He was a bit of a grump, too. And he loved filling jars. He's been gone 30 years now. Oh, I'm sorry, said Mikey. How did he die? Skiing accident, she said. He went off the same slope that you did. Of course, he weren't so lucky as you. That's terrible, said Mikey. It must have been hard for you. It was. Losing such a virile stallion at such a young age, and me in my prime, too. Still had a ripe, tight body back then. Really went to waste over the years, she said. I can imagine, said Mikey. As he finished speaking, there was a loud bang somewhere in the house, and the lights went out. Tabernacle, said Granny Smith. The darn power's gone out. That storm must be really a hooting and a hollering. Is everything all right? Asked Mikey. Everything will be fine. We just got to settle in and wait it out. Why don't we have some pie? She said. Okay, said Mikey. Granny Smith went back to the kitchen and cut them each a slice of pie, then returned to the chair and handed him his. Mikey took a bite. Oh my god. This is amazing, said Mikey. I didn't get this cutie mark for nothing, she said sexily. Mikey took another bite and took another inquisitive look at Granny Smith. So would you say pies are like your favorite thing? Like, is that what you do for fun? He asked. No, I think my favorite thing's music. How about you? She said. Really? Said Mikey. Music is my favorite thing too. Well, how about that, said Granny Smith. Oh, I know. Let's both say our favorite kind of music at the same time. Okay, said Mikey. On the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. I I can't can't pick pick one favorite, favorite, they said simultaneously. The two of them laughed together joyously. Mikey felt himself smiling. I've never met another pony who can't pick a favorite either, she said. Me neither, said Mikey. At the very least, people have music that they hate. Not me, said Granny Smith. I like it all. It's right hard to not appreciate something about every kind of music. Me too. I always say that, said Mikey. The two sat in joyous conversation for some time, until a shiver finally ran down Mikey's spine. It's starting to get cold in here with the power out, he said. We're going to need to hunker down and stay warm if we're going to ride out this storm, she said. 
But I've only got one blanket in this place. We're going to have to share. With that, Granny Smith got up once again. She stepped out of the room for a minute, then returned carrying a large, comfortable-looking blanket. She threw a couple more logs on the fire, then sat down next to Mikey on the couch and pulled it over them. It's not a very big blanket, Mikey said. It's a one-pony blanket. I'm usually here by myself, she said. You're going to have to come closer for the both of us to fit, said Mikey. Granny Smith smiled a sweet smile, then pulled herself against Mikey's body so that the two of them were both covered by the blanket. The feel of her warm body pressed up against his sent a rush of blood through him. Cozy, he said. Very cozy, she said. The tension between them was stirring. She held his gaze in her own. Looking into her amber eyes was like looking across the most beautiful field of golden wheat. Mikey loved wheat. She rested her hoof on his thigh, and the warmth of their two bodies intensified under the blanket. She was close enough that he could feel her breath gently swelling upon his bare chest. It was soft and welcome, and with it came the smell of the most delicious apple pie he had ever tasted. Mikey rested his hoof upon hers, and she kissed him. It was a tender kiss, an impassioned, sweet kiss. Mikey, she said. Yes? I think I understand what that liquid is in the jar. I think you do too, said Mikey. She smiled a devilish and sensual smile, dropping her gaze into a wanting and eager sense of desire. Tell me what's in the jar, she said with a smirk. I can't, he said, but I can show you. She pulled him in for another kiss, while grabbing him eagerly and pressing her body hard against his. Mikey was lost in passions he had never before experienced, completely forgetting himself and the agonizing, depressing pain that he had been experiencing. More than evermore, he was lost in true bliss. Bang! The loud sound woke Mikey instantly. His eyes shot open to the view of a very familiar ceiling fan. Sorry, your door's loud as fuck, said a voice. Mikey looked around. He was back in his house, lying on his familiar couch that he had spent the last four weeks of his life on. He looked towards the kitchen and saw Matt walking into the room. I had to come back. I got halfway home and I realized I left my award for being super handsome here, so I had to come back and get it, Matt said. Oh shit, were you sleeping? Sorry, dude. Mikey sat up. No, it's it's cool, he said in a daze. Matt looked around, then at Mikey. You alright? He asked. You seem off. Everything okay? Mikey took a deep breath, smiled, and looked at his friend. Yeah, he said. Everything is good. He smiled. Everything is great, in fact. Everything is going to be all right. Matt looked at Mikey curiously and considered for a second then grabbed his huge trophy that he had left. Right on, he said. Then I'm going to get out of here. He turned and made his way to the door to leave. Nice boner, by the way, he said as he closed the door and left. Mikey looked down and smiled. It was a nice boner. A very nice boner. The end. This has been a Fat Tango production. You had the opportunity for Dick.
Man, I always have the opportunity for dick. <laughs> and you missed out. Yeah. Oh, you started recording. Yep. Okay.